everybody. Welcome to episode 80 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things indie film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. There is another host here, Paul Robinson. Beat you. I'm How's here. it feel? Happy birthday. Stepped all over your line. Happy birthday to you. Well, a little late. Hope everybody had uh, is having good holidays, they, that they are celebrating with family and friends. Ah, the holidays are over. Yeah, that's true. I hope everyone partook in the uh, pagan ritual of Saturnalia. We're in the um, limbo stage right mm-hmm. now where we're like in denial and we're having to come out yeah. of the whole holiday thing because it's been jammed down our throats since pretty much the beginning of November at this point. Yeah. We're not like, uh, we don't, we, we won't wait anymore. We're not like, oh, after Thanksgiving, it's just fair game. As soon as, as soon as the leaves fall, we're yep. like, it's Christmas. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's been just such a part of everything. And we've been bombarded with it. And now it's like, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's all over. So now you go to the stores and get all the Christmas decorations for next year at 70% No, they're gone. Everything's off. gone before Christmas is even over. It's ridiculous. Um, anyway. Anyway. Any hoosers. So, yeah. With the the huh, words. Mm-hmm. The plan had been uh, to go see Uncut Gems uh, from yeah. a birthday. But my body hates me, as we know. So, of course... Things have been going on with me, and I I wasn't really up for going out and doing stuff too much. So we did not get to see it. It's been doing quite well. So I'm I'm I mean the the reality is we're not gonna have time to see it in the theater. Um, I think the only film that I'm squeezing in is 1917, only because it's released, but it didn't release here. That was what I was gonna see for my birthday. Yeah, and I might have might have dragged myself out for that, depending on how bad I felt. <clears throat> Very excited about um, that one, but it did not come out yet technically, and I wasn't yeah. going all the way to to, to the, the city. city for that. Yeah. I mean, I I not like it wasn't worth it, but it was just like tolls and gas and parking alone would have mm-hmm. been it would have been like a hundred twenty dollar movie yep. <laughs> after tickets in the city, which would have come to like thirty dollars. <laughs> Roger Deakins <laughs> isn't that good, and then fifty dollars to park the car. And, yeah. yeah, so. I was like, all right, we'll have to wait till it releases here. I hope they do it in the good theaters, though. I would hope so. I don't know. I think Star Wars is taking all that shit up. Well, no. I mean, it's still... They only have, like, two of them. They have one. Oh, one. Yeah. Well, forget it. Star Wars is going to take it. Theater 8. No, by then. Star Wars. No. What do you mean, by then? It's It's only been out for, like, a week and a half. Like, they're going to play that movie for the next seven months. No, not in that theater. I hope not. 1917 is a movie you have to see in that theater. I don't know. You want your seat to rumble when the bombs go off. Gotta love bombs. bombs. So yeah, so can't can't speak on that film, but it has been doing well. So if anybody mm. has seen it, if you recommend it, yeah, you know, no spoilers, but you know, looking forward to seeing it at some point because that's the the Softy Brothers, I believe it is, um, who have like such a look. All their films, mm-hmm. I haven't done many films. They've done shorts, I believe, and you know, smaller stuff. And then um, Good Time was kind of like the breakout for them. Yeah. And then, but Good Time has like the same exact, I mean, down to the grading, everything. Like they grade everything. The pacing of their trailers is mm-hmm. like, like have the, they're very, uh, um, I guess like Shyamalan in that way. And, you know, Tarantino, like they have like this look. Mm-hmm. They have a style, you know, they definitely have their own style. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of interesting to see. I like when people switch it up though a little bit. I hope, you know, they kind of experiment and just do something that doesn't look like a softy film. Or, yeah. Um, anywho. So we've seen some things. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about some things that we've seen. Yes. Things that have been, that are finished, yep. that we've watched. Um, 
we we're we're down to the wire here on the um on our our cast and crew screener. Yes. So you've been doing a lot of that. So we haven't been able to watch a whole lot of things. There's I've got just a bounty of cinematic adventures, but waiting. I can't I can't really push it too much because you've got to finish and um you also stole our television to do it so mm-hmm. i can't really our crappy watch, television i can't really watch other stuff either so yeah. i'm just kind of like i'm not a i'm not a, a computer watcher i think yeah when the power goes out that's when i will do that mm-hmm. if i'm on a bus or a plane whenever the hell that would be which would be never sure i guess yeah. if i'm really desperate and i need to distract myself but i'm not sitting on my couch watching something on my laptop just not doing it not doing it i'll just wait <clears throat> So meanwhile, I'll color correct while watching something on my phone. Pretty much. Set yeah. it up against the monitor. It's and... too. No, it, yeah. I can't. No, that's not. That's You're a be... purist. Got to be on the television. Well, that the, that's what you're fucking meant to watch these things on, yeah. not on a, a, a six inch screen. Like, this is true. <laughs> the hell am I? What detail am I catching in that? Oh, somebody. Oh, excuse you, sir. Somebody's or ma'am. zooming by. So um, what did you watch and happening well um i started watching the witcher Mm -hmm. and i finished watching the witcher Mm -hmm. um because i've heard uh, a lot of good things about it so i decided for whatever reason to start watching that and um there was i think eight or nine episodes or something you know what's really funny what how like we we don't have time to watch a movie yeah which is pretty much an episode and a half of like these but you'll watch an entire series like you have time to watch an entire series but if i'm like listen we got to squeeze a movie in for a review and you're like i haven't got time yeah there's no time well usually because usually what will happen is by the time i'm done doing what i have to do and then you know last night i didn't i just worked till bed but usually you know have a little time and by then you're kind of exhausted and you don't want to well you're like it's like 9.52. Yeah. And you're like, hey, what movie do you want to watch? I'm like, the kind that I can see from inside my eyelids because I'm going to fall asleep an hour and yeah. not right away, but I'll miss the end of this because I'm already so starting to us- tape that's it down. That's usually what happens. Yeah. But see, if you came at me at like 9.15, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, we could squeeze a film and yeah. probably stay awake for that. Anyhow. So. Mm-hmm. So The Witcher um, starring Henry Cavill. 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 The Cavalcade, if you will. Um, on Netflix, it's based on, there's a video game, a pretty popular video game, but the video game was based on the books. I've literally never own, heard of either one of those. Yeah. And it's the video game. So took its own kind of spin to be a video game, but I guess mm-hmm. this show is more based on the books than the video game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But no, I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it was kind of, it reminded me, it was like a really, really, really well done don't say Game of Thrones because that upsets people, apparently. No. It's not as good as Game of Thrones in terms of production value. No. You know, some of the visual effects were kind of like, Magoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, super fun. I love, I think Henry Cavill <laughs> is uh, the perfect witcher, in my opinion. And um, yeah, it was super fun to watch. Um, you know, it it uh, it didn't drag. It was It was well shot. You know, some of the visual effects were kind of like, mm, okay, it's a television budget. Um, it was just like a really, really, really well done show that you'd see on sci-fi. Okay. You know, not it's better than something you'd see on sci-fi, but not quite Game of Thrones mm-hmm. in terms of quality. But, you know, the acting is great. Some of the visual effects are really great. A lot of the set pieces that they built, like the 
uh, matte painting and, and set extensions and stuff that that's all good. Um, but there are some like animated creatures and whatnot that are, they're a little rough. Yeah. Not bad, but just, you know, you can see the seams a little bit as they say, mm-hmm. but yeah, I thought it was really, I thought it was really good. I highly recommend it. If you're into that sort of thing, you I would was, enjoy it. I was present for this show. Mm-hmm. Didn't catch me. I feel yeah. like you either like this show. This seems to be either you like the show or you don't. I don't see the, a lot of gray area for this kind of thing. It's the same thing with um, with Game of Thrones was like you either were a fan of the show or you weren't. It, mm-hmm. it either caught or it didn't. And this not because uh, not because I was comparing it any in any way. I mean, I, I did genuinely I just from the jump, just the, the the first episode, just the way it started. I was like, I felt like I'd, I was jumping in on episode three or something. And I had yeah. this weird intro. Um, and I realized that that's how he's supposed to play the character. But right. his voice sounds so terribly ADR yeah. that I feel like I'm watching some like terribly dubbed anytime it was his turn to talk it sounds like his audio was just isolated yeah. and brought in in post and just dubbed it is so bizarre like yeah. I, i'm all for like oh he has this monotone deep voice if that's his actual voice in a lav or a boom i'm blown away because yeah. it doesn't sound natural in any way shape or form and if that is what it sounds like i'd be like can we i don't know do something bring his voice down a little bit or something because so it, it sounds less ADR feels yeah. completely ADR yeah it sounds because like that to me he, I don't like because it because he talks low and grunty and whatever mm, yeah and but it's still the hell was that <clears throat> that's my witcher impression uh it sounds low and grunty but it still is like at the same level as you know somebody else talking at a normal register uh, you know and it's super super clean so it's too fake sounding yeah fake news fake news fake voices but uh but i'm yeah, all it's... for a deep voice there's lots of there's lots of actors with deeper voices that don't sound like they're 80 yard it's just i i don't like that i didn't like yeah. that at all and so every time he talked i was like ugh, uh, it was weird i think it's kind of funny though that he has to um <laughs> you know it's every it's a show with a lot of cat like a lot of british speaking people mm. and he's british and he has to speak in this low grunty american accent well, that's like second nature for them. Right? It's weird that he wouldn't just be British too. They fly out of the womb knowing how yeah. to do that. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if you want to be marketable, you start your first day of acting class, probably American accents. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, actually to touch on that, it's it's ironic because here for me, like the dream, right, as an American actor mm-hmm. would to be like a low key British actor. Mm-hmm. Right. So if I could make it into like BBC type stuff and to British indies, mm-hmm. just like right fly right under the radar there. That to me is like ultimate because those those films and those shows are always like such well-made shows yeah. and the stories are always great. And I love them. Like I don't care about the 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 American A-list. I mean, we make good stuff, too. I'm not going to sit here right. and say like we don't make great stuff, but it's just like storytelling. And we've talked about this before, you know. Stuff overseas is they're less concerned with the whole, uh, you know, glamour side of a show and making sure that everybody looks like models and, you know, everyone yeah. just looks the way they look. So, again, for me, like if I was on Wentworth, yeah. I'm going to say it again, that I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> if I was like Wentworth. a recur- like a recurring character on uh, Wentworth, I'd be like, that's it. I've made it. I'm yeah. good. Um, Have you but, sent them your reel? But over there, mm-hmm. to make it is to be big in, in America. Yeah. Like if you can make it into American films, 
Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, so it's so funny how we're like, we want what the other person yeah. has. Um, but anyway, so... Quick side tangent. If you're a band in the UK, it costs a lot of money to tour in the, in the, in the States, which is why a lot of bands don't tour in the States right away. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there's some kind of thing they have to pay or something like that. I don't know. Like an additional... Yeah. With like fee or something. I don't know. A European visa fee? Yeah, band some, fee? Some crap like that. Anyway... Sorry. It's it's expensive to live in the States, let alone to come yeah. from another country. And well, it's not cheap to here. live in other parts of the world. No, either, it's but. not. Um, so, yeah. So we're done with that tangent. So, mm. <laughs> um, back to The Witcher. I didn't like it. You didn't like I it. I didn't really like it. And I feel like you you were like giving it a chance at first. And then you're I like, was, nope, I'm out. I tried. But every time he opened his mouth, I was like, I don't like this. I don't yeah. like this. This just sounds weird. And I'm also not a huge Cavill Cavill fan. Yeah. I don't know. You're not I think part of the like cavalcade. After seeing the Supermans, yeah, I was like, I liked him as Superman. I didn't. I see. I don't like those movies as it is. Yeah. And then I didn't like the movies, but I liked him as Superman. I though. didn't care. I, I didn't care. I don't know. Yeah. He has like this, just like this one expression. I don't know if it's like he gets cast. I, I would have to watch more of his stuff to see if he has like a more animated expression. But right. I just kind of see like the same, like that same stoic Superman Witcher mm -hmm. faces, the exact same expression. So it just, I, I don't know, I wasn't very excited about it. I liked that the rest of the cast was fairly unknown. That's nice. Mm -hmm. um, unknown to us. I know right, they, you know, they're obviously, ha they're British, so they're wildly successful where they are. But um, as a big dumb American, I was like, I don't know any of these people. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think that the uh, Yennefer or some mm -hmm. shit like that, um, you know, Kudos to the transformation for her and the the physical acting that took place for her character to transform. Mm -hmm. I mean, that looks uncomfortable and was obviously impressive. But I felt like this took it ripped a page out of the early seasons of Game of Thrones, where it was like, "How much titty can we have? Mm. Let's get and and." And apparently only from her. I don't know. She got she got the like the titty claws or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm to fill I the, get the titty quota with just her. Yeah, like I get that that's gonna be a lure. Sex sells and you know, she's got a lovely set of boobies. Mm -hmm. So they're nice, that's great, but it was so overly used. There were it was just blatant and it just it was so ridiculous. There were points where I was like, are you kidding me? Mm. Let me guess. Her breasts are going to come flying. Up. Yep, there they are. And there was actually a scene where she was having her convulsions because like 70% of her existence in this show is like going through some type of convulsion. And she's going through a convulsion, fully dressed, in a dress that uh, didn't look like it was easily manipulated in any way mm -hmm. through said convulsion. Cut to another scene of The Witcher. Back to her, dresses down at her waist. Mm. I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? Because she was just flailing. Everything yeah. managed to stay where it was supposed to. So it was like, she, her character obviously made the choice to slip her arms out of the dress and just <laughs> let it hang at her yeah. waist so that her boobs could be out in the air. It just was like, I, you know how I feel about like forced nudity. Yeah. Had she been having her movement and oops, a boob flew out, hey, go with the scene, keep rolling. Mm -hmm. But to actually be like, no, she's going to be completely dressed from the yeah. waist up. When we come back, this has all somehow fallen off 
and she's exposed yeah. and writhing. Mm-hmm. She's a good actor and mm-hmm. she's a really pretty girl and, you know, that's lovely. But I just felt like, oh, my God. And, you know, this is a huge opportunity. This is that's how the story goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with um, Amelia with, with Amelia Clark. You know, she I mean, her her career launched and you know she did the nudity and so i'm curious when this as this continues if she's going to say look if she likes having her boobs out then that's on her and if they want boobs out and she's like yeah i don't i don't care i like my boobs out then that's her decision yeah but i just kind of have a feeling that she's like i season two I'm gonna have a, to do a this a lot less nudity yeah but that's as, usually what happens you know they have these shows i mean it happened with game of thrones too you had a lot of nudity at the beginning and then it started to kind of taper off it's like they have the nudity to bring the people in and then it's so sad though like yeah. do we really need it's that like, came for the boobs i'll stay for the story yeah <laughs> you know yeah um i i yeah i i, don't I know, know a bunch of bros I, are booing at me right now but fuck you like you know if you if, if we have that's, any bro listeners. if that's all you need like if that's what you require to actually give attention to a story then like you should i, I mean you're probably kind of still dragging your knuckles a little bit, like mm-hmm. cinematically. It, it just doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make sense to me because there's, you know, Game of Thrones was a good show, regardless of whether you like how it ended or not. We're get, not getting into that, but, you know, it was a good show, not because there were titties. Mm-hmm. It was a good show because it was a good show and it was written well and, you know, yeah. all of that. Um, so that, I, that, that kind of, so on top of me, like not really feeling this show, then that kept happening. And I was like, oh my God, again? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's like, oh, we have to have boobs or nobody will take us seriously. There's like like some weird... Game of Thrones set that precedent. Yeah, but there's like, you know, like weird, there's <laughs> important information going on in front of some like giant orgy. Yeah. It, it, it's just like... And who knows? I mean, a lot of... That's they... so intentionally distract, distracting. There's no way that you're paying attention to what they're saying because you're watching people like actually <laughs> trying to like cinematically dance their way through yeah. something that they're not really doing. And yeah. it was just, it just looked so ridiculous at points. Yeah. It was just like these, these really sexual movements, but you knew like their bodies were too far apart to anything that, for anything to actually be yeah. happening. Yeah. But it's like, just grind on the air three inches away from each other. It'll work. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so I kind of like, I fell off I mean, there's that. ways to edit around that, having to see anything. I mean, people do it all the time. and I don't know. I mean, I get that, you but know. But then why have it? Well, I, yeah. I mean, who? yeah. Because as an extra, right, mm-hmm. it, it, in those scenes, I'm nude. Mm-hmm. I'm no, I'm talking. Yeah, that scene. Well, the, yeah, that scene. Yeah, just I'm, ridiculous, I'm talking but about this. Like, I'm talking about other scenes that just nudity scenes in general. But in a scene like that, because several shows have done these, like you know, these weird, like they've had these Caligula moments, right? Yeah. And they're like, let's have this, uh, you know, this room of sexual harems. Like, yeah. um, what is the point? Like, I can't think of anything worse as an extra, right, than having to be vulnerable in front of a cast and crew, in front of your fellow actors, mm-hmm. you're nude-ish. Mm-hmm. As a woman, you're the most nude because you're going to have your, your boobs out. And and then you're in the background out of focus somewhere. Yeah. So it's like you went through all of that you and you're, like you're not even getting CG screen people. time. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's like... That must be so, I mean, you're either relieved, right? That you're like, I'm glad I'm out of focus because that was horrible. But then there's probably a part of you that's like, I went through all of this yeah. and you can't even see me. You know, I'm I'm a, a right ash cheek on the left part of the screen somewhere. 
I don't know. So you you enjoyed it. You're looking mm-hmm. forward to it. I'll have to sit through the next season whenever the hell that is. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was like the worst thing, but it just did not hold my attention. Yeah. And I like that he, uh, I mean, Henry Cavill is, is very uh, buff or whatever, but, you know, he definitely, he did all of his own stunts and sword fighting and he did all that stuff. So I appreciate that effort, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the action was choreographed well. There was this cool fight with like him and this like monster and in the castle thing. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I enjoyed it. I All recommend right. it. Your team, Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's your team? It's team huh, Witcher. Huh. <laughs> so um, we also watched a documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna squeeze those in. I used to watch document. I used to watch several documentaries a week. Yeah. And now I'm like several documentaries a month, which is very sad. Yeah. And that it's actually more like a couple instead of several. I've, I've oh, fallen no. off so hard. We watched Bikram. Yes. I think it's uh, Guru something Predator. Yeah. The whole title is And I've heard quite of Bikram long. Yoga. Mm-hmm. Cool. Just, I've heard of it. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Thanks mm-hmm. for joining the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard of trees. Um so this this film came out a couple months ago. Not it's not super old, but mm-hmm. it came out a couple months ago, and it's on my queue with the other 147 films that I have on there. So I, I wasn't too, I was feeling I was kind of in that mood where like I want to start something, but I don't want to have to give 100 percent of my attention. That's kind of how I sometimes start these documentaries. Like let me just have this on in the background because I knew the story a bit. And um, you were working, but like present, you were, it was, you witchered it, you were present for it. But yeah. then at the end you came into it and like mm-hmm. sat down and watched it like midway. So, you know, Bikram yoga was, is still this method of yoga. It's basically hot, sweaty yoga. That's all. If you, mm-hmm. if some of you may know, now be saying, oh, I know I've heard of that. That's basically the, the method yeah, for Bikram basically yoga, hot yoga yeah. which is disgusting. <laughs> just gonna, I just want to establish that fact. Yeah. Off, just right, right, jump right off. Gross. You don't want to sweat with a bunch of people in Gross. a closed space. Gross. I don't like sweating with myself mm. in my home, seven feet from my shower, let alone in a room, which they'll, they'll tell you the first thing that hits you is the smell. Yeah. Okay. Because these are studios, so they're not well ventilated. I don't care how, what kind of HVAC system you have. It's it's no, it, 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 it there's, there's no way it's working. Yeah. And um, so you've got a bunch of sweaty, gross people. Of of varying hygienic states. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because if you could say, listen, if this was like a public pool, like certain pools, you know, you have to have to shower before mm-hmm. you got into the public pool. I mean, you didn't have soap and stuff, but they made you clean. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it was like that, there was a process of like a cleansing process. Like walking, when you walk in, you have to walk through kind of like a like a car wash situation where the water's just spraying well, you down. I think, you know, something a, a bit more spiritual. Yeah. You know, so maybe like a, you know, if this just like a, a, a mange, a cleansing water. shower, like if you were able to, you did this in a, in a bathing suit, okay, or something, and you just had to clean off and then start sweating, maybe, but it's different because some people, again, we're all different. Mm-hmm. Some people, they funkify really differently than others um and it doesn't take a lot for them to get gross and stinky but this was like at some point when they would have these 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 yoga conventions i guess you can call them there would be hundreds of people in a room all sweating and it's it's not like that glistening sweat it's like dripping off your body sweat yeah like dehydration right around the corner 
kind of sweating. Mm -hmm. And then you're all twisting up, make, doing the moves and all that. And so basically this guy claimed to have basically invented this style of yoga and these, I think it was 26 movements, mm -hmm. 24 or 26 movements. I think it was 26 movements. And the, the, the real, the real bitch of it is that it is helpful and useful and, and changed a lot of people's lives, yeah. but that he was also a creep. Yeah. So it's not like, it wasn't like a, like some Ponzi scheme kind of, it didn't do anything, but they were brainwashing people. I mean, it yeah. does have it, you know, yoga has been proven to, to have yeah. its effects, but the, I mean, I, I guess, spoiler, if you haven't seen it, um, he didn't actually invent this. He claimed to, he was like, you know, a, a huge, a very braggadocious type of per person. And, um, he basically learned these moves at a young age from, I guess, his yogi or, mm -hmm. and, and stole the moves and then made millions and millions of dollars off of yep. it. And uh, it was so it was quite interesting. Yeah, he just, um, <clears throat> and I understand editing and whatnot, but I, I don't think any version of this film could have been edited to make him seem like not an asshole. Well, there was you actual know? video of him, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying, like, calling people a, a fucking fat bitch and yeah. <laughs> during, during and like, the yoga. Hey, you know, I get that. And, and sometimes that's kind of like a thing, you know, like when you go to that restaurant and they like make fun of you and, yeah, and but all that sort a, of stuff. There's a and, way to do it. Yeah. And, and, and I know like there was testimonies from people that felt like they needed that in their life, mm -hmm. like someone to call them out and whatever. And I get that there, to some people, there may be value to that, but I feel like that's just, it's not like he's in on that. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. how he is. Yeah. And he doesn't have respect for, he doesn't seem to have respect for people or, or, you know, whatever, women, <laughs> women especially, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he just, he like, ugh, I don't know, the guy is just... That go hard or go home mentality, there's there's levels to that, right? And I may need somebody to say when I'm, I don't know, trying to get into some yoga position and I'm not able to do it or I don't think I can do it. It's different to have somebody say, to call you out in front of a room and say, you need to stop making excuses. This is bullshit. You could do that, whatever. That's different than higher, higher, higher. And then you get into the, to get into the position and have the person be like, oh, so you can do it, you fat bitch. Mm. <laughs> That's completely yeah. different than aggressive motivation. Yeah. That's just having, a, a, you know, an, an aggressive sort of quasi-violent personality. Yeah. Um, well, that's the thing is that it didn't, you dude, know, the dude had personal air conditioning. No one yeah, else was yeah. allowed air conditioning. Well, that's the thing is people that do that. That's not how they are in real life. You know what I mean? If, if, right. you know, and, and, and that's what I mean is like, that's just an extension of who he is. He's just that type of person and he's not a very nice person at all. You know, he's like this misogynistic, like, ugh, I just did not like this person at all. Well, he had, like, and I know a lot of people like, I mean, I think there are still places that, practice Bikram yoga yeah, and they call they're, it they're, that, but a lot of studios. places just call it like hot yoga and they'll call it something else, something yeah. else. Um, because there's a lot of allegations out there against him and, uh, you know, he's not even in the country anymore from what I, what, no, he where, fled. Yeah. So I think he's in Mexico. Yeah. Um, the legal aspect of it, you know, it's just a little spoilery, but the legal aspect of it all was, I always find fascinating, you know, when you have somebody that's being accused of, sexual misconduct or or whatever if they're powerful or popular or you know they have money it always 
is a much bigger deal than if it was just some poor person. Yeah, and you know I mean? and, like, and another thing if, is that if the four, allegations... four or five women accused me of what they accused him of, I'd probably be sitting in jail of right now. But the, this is this wasn't this was not solely sexual misconduct. There was also issues financially with his money and where his money had been oh, coming yeah. from and. Um, he he made up these like really ridiculous claims. I think it was Bentley. Oh yeah, that he was claiming he was just like he would be on in, <laughs> in court, just like just making, making shit up, making shit up, saying that uh, the Bentleys weren't his Bentleys. They were they belonged to they the belonged state. to his, the state because the state had opened a school in his name. And they're like, well, what is the school? It was an engineering school. And they're like, what did they make? And they were like Bentleys. <laughs> Okay, and I think I think at that point, which they, was all not even true. They, well, obviously not, because the whole courtroom, yeah. you know, just kind of burst out in laughter because it was the most ridiculous thing. And um, I think what the, where this starts to get really creepy, right, is that all of this happens, and you think, okay, if this person, let's just say, all this happens, this guy, uh, he he flees the country, and um, the the bigger problem also is that we in the state or in the state of California is not actively looking to bring him back well, to try him. That's like, the that's problem crazy. is that they're just letting this go. So it makes you wonder like what, what kind of payments mm-hmm. obviously and, you know, bribes and, and and such took place that, that we're not even going after this guy. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, so it's one thing to go to another country to disappear off the face of the earth. Earth, where is this guy? We don't know. We have no idea. But he's literally popping up in other countries, teaching seminars, like yeah. just like. <laughs> and they're sending people from complete, the states to these um, leadership seminars. Yeah, or whatever. making a complete mockery of the allegations and yep. and and of this this court case that he wasn't even present for. I mean, the the case went on he wasn't even there and mm-hmm. um and he's teaching classes and so then that makes you know that you you got to beg to ask the question who goes to that seminar after reading everything that's gone on maybe yeah. there's a couple people that are in the dark about it but mm-hmm. the majority of the people who are taking these seminars they showed them in spain i think in mexico mm-hmm. and um you know what he's being accused of and you know that he's actually wanted yeah in this country and it's like let's take this course and mm-hmm. let's open up classes and support this guy and um and worship him really yeah so there's like you know i I, i'm my interest is peaked because right away i'm like this is very cult-like this is how that shit happens you know that even you know it's different when you have there's the the jim joneses of of the world right that come in with this really peaceful sort of family orientated facade right and and you go to you go to low-income communities you go to people that don't have family they may be successful but they don't have a lot of support and and you can see where that's attractive to them to have this big community living yeah but this guy the story is already out there of what this guy is capable of most likely mm-hmm. and, and people are still like i love it yeah <laughs> <I know>. yeah <clears throat> It's fascinating. They're how, going in knowing that there's a dark how, side. How some of these people, how it happens like that. Like just, they're like invincible. It's so weird. You know? So ridiculous. Yeah. That guy's a little creep. Yeah, I don't like Literally, him. he's like this tiny little, like yeah, he has yeah. just like this, the, it's just the Napoleon complex Yeah. to, to the max. Uh, but he became successful off of it. Mm-hmm. So whatever. I, I, it was very interesting. Very interesting. 
I knew I knew the story, but I didn't know a lot of these details. And uh, so I would give it a watch. I, I enjoyed it. it. Even as every documentary mostly does, it eventually brought you in. It's like I have to I have to lay down crumbs and kind of force you to those crumbs for the first like 20 minutes or so of something. You're mm-hmm. like, mm. I don't want it. Yeah. And then eventually you're like, hey, these cookies are pretty good. And then yeah, you sit down. That's like me every documentary. Every, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I have to lure you in with the crumbs yeah. through the through the documentary forest. Come, yeah. come here. <laughs> Watch this documentary with me. Um, yeah. So I liked it. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. Yeah. As long as you um, don't worship him already. Or maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what you need to see. I don't know. Fake <laughs> so, news. So, uh, Shorter episode, we always say that, but mm-hmm. um, this we, we, well, we don't really have one more thing that we watched. Yeah. Um, we're waiting still on Servant until that's over. So I think that'll probably be, I think there's like three more episodes. So probably mm-hmm. not till the end of the month that we would talk about that. I have things to say. Mm. I'm not going to get into it. I'm going to wait till it ends, mm-hmm. but <laughs> got some things I, ju- to say. I just got some things to say. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Yeah. But we finished The Mandalorian. Yeah. We finished. Mando. The Mando. The Mando. I watched it. Yeah, you did. Well, because of the Yoda, because the baby Yoda. Well, it's initially what brought my attention. Yeah. Uh, he helps a lot. Yeah. So have we established that Yoda's male? Baby Yoda? Is baby Yoda um, male? I don't think they specified. Is he like some intersex kind of? We don't uh. know. No, I, I'm pretty sure Yoda... Because they call it the baby. They don't yeah, say yeah. he. They're specific about not <clears throat> saying the gender. Yeah. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if that's intentional. I'm pretty sure that the actual Yoda was male because he supposedly he had... Well, not supposedly, but he had a, a wife, Yodel, or something like that. Yod, mm-hmm. Yodel or y- something like that. <laughs> Yodel? Yodel. <laughs> <I'm>, I, <laughs> I don't know that that's right. I literally yeah. don't know if that's right, but I have a feeling it's not. It's probably not. Um. Any. Anyway, so so the the... The baby helps. Mm-hmm. It helps me. It helps me a lot because it's just so stinking adorable. Mm-hmm. But I found myself watching the story and paying attention when there wasn't a baby in the scenes. Mm-hmm. 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 And so, brace yourselves. We got you. Brace yourselves, Star Wars nerds, the aggressive kind. I'm going to yeah. say something that's going to make you so upset. Yeah. Just emotions are going to start flying. This is way better than the originals. Like I can follow this way more than the others. And and again, I'm not going to, I've said it a hundred times. You already know how I feel about the quality of them. And that's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. This is, yeah, it, you, you have an actual physical puppet, if you will, and all that. But they didn't go crazy with that. And the the technology is much better now. So yes. it's obviously, obviously going to look better than those did. But to me, just as a, as a film type it's a show but you know it's almost like a film i find this way more entertaining <clears throat> than all these giant spaceships and lasers and yeah. you know crazy things Smaller like this stories yeah this yeah. to me is much more interesting if this is what it had been i probably would have watched it mm. but i like this better than so i'm saying i think because like... everyone's comparing it to the new ones and saying this is better than the new ones i i that those are completely different things to me like they're completely different I know it's the same story, but it's a completely different thing. Mm. I'm talking of the originals, the three. Right. I like this better than those. I had, and and I think what's interesting about this is that well, is this, your, this is probably your most favorite <clears throat> Star Wars property of all. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I didn't mind the newer ones. I didn't hate them. I just was like, I'm not invested in this. It's okay. Yeah. I my attachment or interest, I should say, not attachment. My interest to them was usually more the humor and the actors because they 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 up the ante with the actors, mm-hmm. and, and and so that was interesting. But just eh, I was like, oh, whatever. I don't. I could take them or leave them. This to me, like, like I want to know what happens now. Mm. Most likely. Because the I want to know what happens with the baby. Yeah. <laughs> they get rid of the baby. I'm going to be upset. But it, it's you. You know, you have this connection. It's easier to connect with these characters. I feel like than the originals. Um, and I found myself, you know, when they were like, "We have to take this mask off," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "And I know who's under there already." <laughs> like, well, it's not really under there, but well, yeah, I came mean, in for one episode, and then... I know who's supposed to be <laughs> yeah. under there. Um, Shout out to whoever's actually in the Mandalorian costume because that person gets zero credit. But, you know, I I knew who was in there. It's probably a bunch of different people. Yeah. But it was still exciting. Yeah. To be like, they're going to show. Oh, Mm. oh, they're going to. There he is. So, spoiler. (laughs) We take the mask off, which I think you knew was going to happen. They were kind of teasing that the entire season. But, yeah. I have some questions, obviously, because I'm not familiar with the whole story. But that's what I like about this is that they don't know any more than I do in in, in certain characters, right? They don't know what Yoda is. We were just talking about this before. Yeah. They don't know what that is. They don't know what's going on on some other planet somewhere, whatever. Mm -hmm. They just like, yeah, we hear there's a war about something, but we don't know the details of it. Yeah. So I get to be in in the dark with the other characters in the show, and it kind of works for me. Yeah, I I like – I've always been – I feel like – you know, movies, you know, as a filmmaker, I love movies and, and whatever, but I just feel like that this kind of storytelling is the future of entertainment because for me, you know, there's always going to be movies and I'll always go watch 1917 or the new Marvel or Star Wars or whatever's out. Uh, I'll go see, of course, but I feel like there's just so much more to gain from a show because you have more time with the characters and you have more time to to build relationships with between characters and mm-hmm. and all that stuff and and the production value is getting is constantly going up and up and up so you're basically watching long films you know that are broken up into easily digestible chunks and uh I just I appreciate that because every time I watch a good movie I'm just like oh I wish it was a show and I could watch more of it and establish yeah. more of or of more of um so I don't know I hope that this is kind of I mean, a lot of people will talk about that they hope that Star Wars should just stick to the shows, which is like, whatever. I mean, they have one good show doesn't mean that the next you show get, is going to be great. But I feel completely like... completely different things from them. Like when you watch the new, the, the bigger films, I feel like we've talked about Star Wars for a month straight in yeah, every episode. Um, those bigger movies... You're getting something from them that you're not going to get in these smaller right. shows. You're getting these big explosions and this, you know, these mm-hmm. these sets big and this production thing, value yeah. that you're not going to get. And it's fun for that moment. And it's like, yay and whatever. They're just completely different things. And But I feel like we're heading to an area where it's going to be the, the production value of a show and a movie are going to be in, indistinguishable. Perhaps. You know? And, Perhaps. Uh, you know, that's why I see the future of it because... Look, you know, going to the theaters is is fun and cool, but it's like it can be a hassle sometimes. You know, you gotta you know drive out there and feed yourself now because you know you're gonna be out for however long. And luckily, if we get in theater, you know that was eight, always the case, right? No, I know, but but because <laughs> we didn't have any other options. Yeah, you know, and if we're not in theater eight, then chances are we're in a theater with loud, annoying people, crappy that seats. are super close to each other. 
Um, because I feel I already feel like if it's not in theater eight, we're you not going to movies go. <laughs> anymore. Well, um, most things aren't in that theater though. If yeah, it's not a big block, like you know, like Uncut Gems, for instance, they were not going to play in that theater. No. They're going to play that in the shitty little theaters that yeah. the seats are all broken in, and they're not going to bother. That's, but that's not a movie where they'd be like, you know, doesn't matter. People. It doesn't mean that. Yeah, but I, that doesn't mean that I don't want to be in a nice reclining seat. I'd well, still yeah. want to watch. Well, there's that aspect of it too. But I don't know. I just feel like you know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm excited for the future of television. <laughs> and by television, I mean shows. You had to say that as an anchor, yeah. an anchor's voice. I'm excited for the future, future of, of television. television. Well, I loved it, of course. I I can't I it was say super fun. I can't There's say a I, great little, I loved like, it, but I really thing like at it. the end. Um, that I don't want to get too spoilery about it, but there's just this really great, like the last like. Five minutes of the episode, something happens, and I'm just like, okay, they're going yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. And I know there are, and I think it's going to be summer of 2020 or, or no, fall, it's of fall. 20, fall of 2020. This is how sad it's getting that I actually know this. It's yeah. fall of 2020 for season two. So I'm, uh, I'm I will forget ninety percent of what happened. And I'm gonna be like, "What happened again? What happened again? What happened again?" <laughs> I'm hoping for a, either more episodes or longer episodes, but probably not. Well, I mean, I, th- I think they put their feelers out with this. They were like, "If this is successful, yeah, then you know maybe they'll." They started they'll, filming they'll season start two before the season one even came out. Well, look, they knew there's no way people weren't going to watch this because you can if there's anything that you can rely on a Star Wars fan is to watch something, whether it's to like it or tear it apart. They're going to watch it. Yeah. They love to hate shit. So like they're going to watch that. And I was not excited about this at all because to me it was yet another Star Wars. I didn't know enough about it. I didn't know that it was a smaller scale and like yeah. who was really involved in it. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd heard John Favreau, but I didn't. And, and yeah. um, uh, uh, Gina Carano. No. Wakiti. Taika Waititi. Yeah, Waititi. Um, I, I knew he was involved in it, and yeah. I obviously like Bryce him in the films. Dallas Howard. I hadn't even heard. I, yeah, I mean, I, I heard that once we were, like, already watching it. I, I didn't really know a lot about it. I just knew, like, I'd heard a couple names, and I was like, okay, okay. Um, but, eh, I was just like, this, yeah, another freaking Star Wars thing. This I, I like. Yeah. On that note, I'm good. Let's stop. You know, no, I mean, it's you good. Can, you have but the, like, um, they're gonna make. They're gonna start making because look, they have the all the. That's my fear. The <laughs> animated shows. They have uh, Star Wars Rebels and uh, that Clone count Wars. For me. And I don't stuff. watch that crap. So what they're gonna, you know, they'll start making live. They're gonna have the the Obi Wan show. It's just they'll too much. They'll probably have another show. Some it's random just too thing. Much. It's too much. It was good and okay, like continue this because this other one Star Wars thing ended, but then now the next Star Wars thing is going to start mm-hmm. when they pick up whatever the hell they're doing. I just feel like there's, we're going to, we're going to talk about our existence in terms of Star our Wars. lives before Star Wars. Yeah. Because from here on out, it'll never end. Yeah. It will just keep going. And they'll be like, remember when we lived without Star Wars, <laughs> which we kind of never really did because it went from 70s, 80s, then it came back late 90s yep. early 2000s so it's like we we had this very brief period yeah we had like a good i don't know eight to, well like 10 12 years or something like mm-hmm. that where we were star wars free and then bam like right back well, into then, and then yeah, they then started the kind of came out then it stopped for a while and then yeah yeah but that's what i mean we yeah. had like, like this 10 year span and then the prequels came out and then we had like another 10 years and then they freaking slammed into it again yeah so um yeah i i, I don't know i 
I'm good with it ending there. I did want to mention one thing, though, that sort of connects. They all weave into the conversa- conversation you were just having about where film is going. Uh, director Francis Lawrence, Francis, uh, was it Lawrence? Francis Lawrence. Um, he did that film Red Sparrow with oh, Jennifer yeah. Lawrence. I was not a, f- I was not a fan of, of that movie very much, but that's not really what the story is about. <laughs> that's not my point. My point was that he had been, I don't remember which media or news outlet or magazine he was talking to, but he was talking about how, um, and first of all, I'm just going to side tangent. Okay. I'm so sick of these misleading articles where they title something to make it, you know, they do this shit all the time. And ever since this thing started with Scorsese talking about Marvel films and mm. shitting on comic book films and all that stuff, there was yet another article where he was talking to a female director. I forget what it was that she had made. And they titled it in such a way where it was like, Scorsese tells so-and-so not to make Marvel film. I guess she had been offered a, 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 a director's part in some some yeah. Marvel movie or something. And, you know, so of course it seems like they're continuing this conversation of how he hates Marvel films, when in actuality the article was about how he was saying that once you do a Marvel film, it was basically like she wanted to be able to have more control and do her type of independent thing. And that's just a fact. Once you do those Marvel, Marvel movies, you don't have control. Like the studios, pretty mm-hmm. much, this is a lot of money and they attach your name to it, but this is not where you go for artistic control. And that that was what the conversation was about. Right. It wasn't him continuing to say, don't do a Marvel movie. He was just saying as a director, if yeah. this is the kind of stuff you want to do. Going the, the flip Marvel side route. of that, if you do a Marvel film and it is successful, that frees you up to be able to do whatever film you want. Maybe, do. maybe not, because you know? because you're you're also forgetting what it's like to be a female director. Well, there's that. Yeah. If of you if you do not succeed in that Marvel world, you're garbage. So you could mm. actually like severely plummet your career. Sure. Head first into the ground. If God forbid that movie is not as su- successful as everybody thinks it should have been, yep. and then nobody wants to work with you. So um, that was his, his advice. Funny to her. how that works for women, but guys yeah. can have bombs all, all well, the time. You know, welcome to the world of vaginas. This is what yeah. we deal with. But um, so that was a segue. Anyway, he was saying how um, they did the same thing with with his article as well, where they made it seem like he was saying that he was blaming Netflix for actual cinema, movie cinema dying or something like that. In actuality, if you read the article, what he was saying was that studios are very reluctant to make a movie like Red Sparrow because it made it seem like he was being bitter, right? Mm Because what he was saying was that they would never make a movie like Red Sparrow again. Mm -hmm. What what he meant, what he was actually uh, pointing to was the fact that everything is made now for how much of an audience you can pull in. Now, that's always been the case, right? You mm-hmm. make movies because you you want to make your money back. That's the, the whole goal yeah. and your investors and your producers. It's a business. And we're, mm-hmm. they're, we're looking not only to make our money back, but to make more money back mm-hmm. if we can. Best case scenario. And what he was saying is that it's, it's, it's so calculated now yeah. where a movie like Red Sparrow doesn't have an audience. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying they would never make that movie again. The studios would never make that movie again. It would be way too big of a risk because from when that movie was made, I don't know, maybe three years ago, it's not that old. Mm. It's cinema has changed so much that they actually wouldn't even make that movie three years later. That would never happen again. He was saying that this is something that would go straight to streaming service, Amazon or Netflix or something like that. And, and was saying how great it is that you have more options there because they're a bit more open 
versus a studio that's just going to go, this is not going to, we're not going to make our money back and we're not even going to bother. So they won't even, it's getting to that point. Where yeah, because the streaming there's not even services, the experimental side of it. There's no, um, there's no direct correlation between the film, a film, and um, uh, uh, how much money it made. You know, because you yeah. have subscribers already, and you have to keep those subscribers. So, the money that you're spending on new content is just to hopefully increase the subscriber base, but to keep the subscriber base that you have already. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you stop making stuff, then people will leave. You know, so it's there's. There's less of a um, there's less of that. There's less of that. We have to make our, our money back. But to that, I will I will say, though, this year we had um, films like Jojo Rabbit and mm-hmm. Knives Out come out, which were not based on anything just mm-hmm. and th- featuring directors, male directors, of course, that had successful films in Marvel and Star Wars um, and were able to just make what the movie they wanted to make on uh, with like a decent mid range budget, which yeah, we don't they, see much of. But but that's just it is that. Um, Jojo Rabbit had a, a, you know, kind of an all-star cast there and, and he's got his following more of an underground following, but the higher end of that knives out was all-star cast. Like those types of movies, even people who aren't even particularly interested in the story, they'll go watch it because of all those actors that are in that movie where I think what's interesting about Netflix and the streaming services is that let's say, um, let's say it was Red Sparrow, it hadn't it hadn't made a theatrical release, but that it, it was released on streaming, you can get way more people to watch that. Oh, yeah. Because someone who would not go to the theater, who would look at, you know, maybe saw the commercial, which you don't even see anymore. I think that, mm-hmm. I think that plays a big part of it too, right? Because you used to sit down, watch TV, and a commercial would come on for a film, for, yeah. for a, trailer. a trailer. And you're yeah. like, oh, oh, this looks interesting. I want to see that. Now we're getting, we're cutting the cord. We're seeing less commercials mm-hmm. and we're even getting the option like on Hulu to cut commercials out completely so that you don't even have to deal with it. So you don't even yeah. see those trailers anymore. It's so hard to actually get your film out there. To- well, it's I think a lot of that's on Netflix, too, because um, movie trailers, you see you, end up, you see movie trailers, at YouTube commercial. You know, I mean, they're they're out there. Um, but I feel like it's the Netflix that is. You know, it's only after something becomes successful does Netflix then promote it. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. And then what, and then when something is, is successful but gets taken off, which is so weird, when it gets a little well, cult following and then they remove it from Netflix and it's well, like, oh. if it's not an original, yeah, obviously. Um, but that would have to be a property of. No, like the, um, the, I forget the director's name for the taking of Deborah Logan, which was a, a small like indie horror that I had talked to you about. Is that Netflix funded? It w- no, it well it got put on Netflix. Right. And then they it did really well on Netflix mm-hmm. and has developed a cult following and now it's you can't watch it on Netflix anymore, which sucks. <laughs> when you tell somebody about it, people are less likely to I'm not even if it's $3, they're not going to buy it. It's like, well, if it's not on Netflix, I won't watch it. No. Um but a side tangent on that, if anybody has seen that, it's it was kind of like a found footage type horror movie. And I don't really like the I don't really like modern horror movies. I, I tend not to, but this one was pretty good. There were parts of it that I didn't like, but uh it was pretty good and it was it was eerie and the the interesting story behind it was that they had done a screener for it. This was an an interview that I had read with the director that they had done a screener for um for the, I guess the, the rough cut of it or something. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't know how that works, people are paid to watch this movie. Yeah. Um, didn't you do that once? I did a couple of times. And so, 
you know, th- this isn't this isn't because and it's, it's just a quick side tangent before you get into all that. It's interesting how they do it, too, because um, a lot of times you'll get like a notice saying like, you know, because a, a lot of times they'll, they'll go to like the people. I don't know if they still do it like this, but, mm-hmm. you know, because we did a lot of extra work, you know, you're put on a list. So then you would get notified that, oh, hey, there's a screener for X, Y, Z film. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can go and do it. Or one time we were just waiting in line for another movie and they came up and said, hey, do you want to go see this other movie? And uh, we'll pay you and you have to like give feedback or whatever. And both times, so what happens is, and then you watch it and then at the end they go through, they, they look at your cards and then they ask if you would be willing to stick around afterwards to have like a longer discussion. Most mm-hmm. people are like, no, fuck that, I'm out of here. But both times I did. And I feel like you're you're asking people to become film critics mm-hmm. and, and and look everybody has an opinion on something and that's great and you want to get a, a feeler for it but i feel like people are going to be extraordinarily critical of something more so than they would if they were just to see a especially trailer if it. it's independent by someone yeah. they've never heard of i just remember people being like so like nitpicky mm-hmm. about it, every little detail and 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 it's it's just i don't know you just make a film and release it you know i mean well i, I, I mean this that's unfortunately not how a lot of these studios when we work. watched that uh the chair when we watched that the, yeah the chair yeah, they, yeah. they had done one of those screenings and i mm-hmm. think you know for example one of the feedback on that was that they were confused by which actor was which because they all looked very similar mm-hmm. the female actors in mm-hmm. it like the lead and the friend or something yeah. like that because <clears throat> uh, they both had brown hair or something like that <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it's I don't know. It's it's not a very good system. No, and and the the that's kind of what happened. The the director the, the director is Adam Robitel. I looked it up because um, it was going to bug me. And he was saying that during this, I was vamping for you. Yeah, <laughs> during this screening, um, there were complaints made, and that it the 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 effects hadn't been finalized yet. Because mm-hmm. there's one very specific creepy effect that I thought was done really well, which mm-hmm. could have gone so badly, but it was probably one of the better parts of the film. And they hadn't quite perfected the CG and the the effects on that yet. And so people were going in not really having the final product, which just automatically put the axe sort of on the success of this. Yeah. Because now they had the next meeting, you know, so, so they have they have the screen, everybody makes their complaints and they give their their opinions. And so he said there was like this big, you know, it's like a conference room and all your executive producers and your studio is all there. And then they're talking to you and they were like, yeah, so this is done. Like it's dead in the water. And mm-hmm. he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, we haven't even really finished yet. And they're like, nope, it's going straight to DVD. They didn't even do a Blu-ray. They just did a DVD release and they luckily still released it to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Because this was quite a few years ago. So Netflix wasn't, I mean, Netflix was, a lot of people had it, but not like the way it is now. And um, it was actually a a sort of blessing in disguise because that's where it took off was that people started finding it on there and saying like, oh, have you watched this creepy movie or whatever? And then it developed its sort of cult following through there. And I think he, I don't know what film I should look that up. He wound up doing now his, one of his recent um, which was because of the success of that. Um, oh, Insidious. Mm, mm. So uh, he did. And then he's doing um, another film called Escape Room, which Tyler Labine is is in. So That's out already. Oh, okay. So it came yeah. out already. So yeah. he, he did that. Um, which but, actually got okay reviews. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, well, he, he did a, a 2000, he did uh, Insidious, which was 2018, but the, this other film was 2014. So it was, you know, four years that 
I don't know what was going on in that mm-hmm. time or whatever. And then I think the success of this, he got Insidious, and that obviously did really well. I wasn't really a fan of that yeah. film, but I know people really liked it. Um, it was just interesting how other, you know, you might otherwise be like, wow, my career's over because, yeah. Like, yeah. but it, it did work. And had it not been for Netflix, come on, like we know the DVD release would have ne- never brought that person where they are now. Yeah. You know, that it was Netflix that did that because people were able to find it who otherwise would have never seen that film before. And so that was my point of saying like a movie like Red Sparrow, it may not do well at all on a theatrical release, but you're going to get people that wouldn't otherwise normally watch that movie to watch it because it pops up on their home screen mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, this looks kind of interesting. Or if you get a posters are so important. Mm-hmm. Well, like, now I, if you you know you just hover over the movie and the fucking trailer starts playing. Can we talk about this? Apple, <laughs> holy Netflix. shit! It's not Apple. Whatever. Netflix. It didn't happen with our last Apple TV. Yeah. Because okay. This is a so we app. had the we had the the older model Apple TV, which mm-hmm. has a different app, and it was annoying because when I wanted it, when I hovered over over something or I looked at it, I'm like I I mean I have a synopsis here, but. I want to see a trailer, so then I'd have to go on my phone, yeah. look up, looking on YouTube, and like I'm not gonna lie, eighty percent of the shit that I put on there was because I watched a trailer on YouTube that I would find from the TV, yeah. and then go, yeah, yeah, that looks good, and throw it on the queue. Now it's just like this force. You have like four seconds to decide. You got to get off. Yeah. You better get off that title because they are gonna throw a trailer at you. Yeah. That seems. Much louder than your TV was actually programmed for as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they managed yeah. to raise the volume on it too, but you're having this nice calm moment where you're just going through the synopsis. You haven't even read a quarter of the way through and the trailer starts assaulting you. Watch me! And you're like, I can't even pay attention either. to this now because what, yeah, is that if anyone knows, is there a way to disable that? Or at least supposedly give... you were supposed to go into your Netflix app from the website, which I did, uh-huh. and turn off like try new features or I, I don't remember what it's called it was like participate in something i don't I remember. just want to be able to click on it that shouldn't even be something that's yes should, or no you should like click on it you have the banner image up top and then watch, watch trailer. trailer yeah how was this hard yeah they do this on apple tv when are, you go on apple tv of people that i mean on the apple trailers app. So they can go into movies fresh, right? And that's fine. But so that, this ruins yeah, it this for completely them. destroys it. And that's what that's what I'm saying. Like that's fine if you're a person that doesn't want to see a trailer at all. I understand that, but there are certain things that I like to see a trailer to. And if you go to the Apple Trailers app, you can do that. Read the synopsis, click watch trailer. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. I don't understand why this when Netflix came in. I don't. I don't get it. I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like it at all because it. It. Yeah. It's annoying. an assault to the cinematic senses, and yeah. I am not appreciative of it. It's just so aggressive. Yeah. It's so aggressive. You should be able to click on that. I really hope they fix that because that uh, – what the hell? Who thought of that? I don't know. We went from Nobody no trailer, <laughs> no trailer at all, to being forced into watching a trailer. Yeah. Before you can even read through, you're like, oh, a film about a young couple that – in a time. What? Yeah. No, no. I'm like, get out of here. Like, why even bother having it there to read if you're going to force me through the trailer anyway? Yeah. So you have it's to annoying. keep, like, going back and forth to not ruin it. Not, not a good deal. First world problems, I realize. In no way should this – affect your life really but just on an entertainment standpoint it's, it's annoying pretty stupid it's allowed to be annoying just because it's not uh <laughs> it's pretty yeah. darn stupid um so yeah that's it short episode yeah a short episode <laughs> an hour well because i went on additional tangents that yeah. i that I, I didn't expect to um i don't know what's going on next week i don't even know 
I have no idea. Next year. God, I am so not looking forward to that. So when you leave work on, what is it, Tuesday? See you next year. year. Uh, See you next next century. (laughs) Next decade. (laughs) Are you going to be in a coma? (laughs) See you in a couple centuries. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm prepared to just straight kick to the throat for anyone who says that to me. That's so annoying. Don't do that. Don't be that person. Don't say see you next year. Stop it. Uh, I don't know what's going on in the next episode. I have no idea. No, but we'll the, figure it the out week then. after is when 1917 releases. So we will be talking about that. Yeah, because I've been waiting. If there's any film to see in a nice theater, I think it's going to be that kind of film. Yes, like don't watch that That's in a shitty theater if that, you have a choice. That, uh, yeah, made to watch in theaters. But I nice love, theaters. I love you know t- shows like I've been saying, but films like 1917 are shows that or movies that are movies like 1917 <laughs> are movies that are designed to be seen in the cinema. <laughs> formulating sentences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I really think that if you have the means to watch that in a really nice theater mm-hmm. and not like a crackly screen with that one like speaker that's busted, don't watch yeah. it there. Or hey, go to Pirate Bay and download it. We're not your parents. <gasps> Do whatever you want. That's illegal. Yeah. I don't think that... Um, Is Pirate Bay still around even? I have no freaking idea. Huh. Somebody knows the answer to that. Yeah. You were you were a fan of that those types of behaviors. I don't Back condone day, that. You know? I don't condone those types of things. Not anymore. I pay for stuff now for the most part. Yeah, but you got, you know what? You got that fire stick thinking you were real slick and you watched zero on it. It's kind of a pain in the ass. It doesn't work as advertised. I don't know. Some people love it. Yeah. I don't know what, what they're doing differently, but you just have had, you had no luck with that thing. Um, we watched one movie. Way to go, and, Amazon. Yeah. Well, no, it's you're hacking it. It's not like that's what they do. It's an Amazon fire stick. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon is evil. Uh, yeah, so if you if you have the chance to watch 1917, watch it with us. Yeah, in a theater as Sam Mendes intended for it to be watched. Woo-woo. Sam Mendes it to watch. Oh <laughs> my goodness, you're a dad. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us this year. This year, another successful year. We're gonna. We've been been doing this for a year and a half now. Yeah. 2020 is going to be the year for us. Is it? Yeah. Why not? The year for us to continue doing what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, to continue doing it. <laughs> so our shout outs, Steady Geekin, Reality Bomb Comic Cast, Perry Horovis. I also want to give a shout out to Colin because I gave a shout out to um, Brandon and Becky for my Golden Girls Calling book. But I did not give a shout out to Colin, who actually, Colin from Reality, uh, yeah. Reality Bomb Comic Cast. Inked Scarecrow. Yes. It's his 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 Instagram his handle. handle yeah. Um. He w- he is the first person to give us a film-related gift. Mm, yes. He got us a bunch of gaffer tapes, yeah. all colors and sizes and all this fun stuff. And he got us an Apple box mm-hmm. because <laughs> we're just ghetto and we're like... I don't even have an Apple box. Step on a stool. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't have an Apple box. And again, not that you need an Apple box to film. You don't. You could obviously just step you on anything yeah, that like... Not, it's not like it's a clapboard. Yeah, it, it's not like it's a clapboard. I mean, you can't <laughs> film without that. But but it's it's just nice to have, you know, yeah. like it's the, the kind of thing that I think we're so used to being DIY that we're like, we're, you know, DIY. I said yeah. DIY. Do yourself it. <laughs> Do yourself in. So, um, yeah, that we just like, I never in a million years was like, I know what we're going to buy. 
an Apple box. Do we need one? Absolutely. Yeah. But we never it's would think you, it's like yeah. it's way too professional for us. Like that's way too well, not professional. Only, and they're not even expensive. It's just something that you don't because you're always concerned with like bigger budget items like lights and lenses. And Until so you need one. And yeah. like we did, because that, that's actually why he they got it for us. Chair. Because we we needed it for something. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have an Apple box. It was like, yeah. oops. So um, Rocky had actually had one. Did he have one? I don't, I don't think we had one. No, set. I don't think we had one. We had we brought this the the step stool. We just yeah. bought like a regular like step stool that you would buy at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> like, yeah. That's all we had, and which is it's iffy because it's not as you know the 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 space that you have to step on is much more narrow than an yeah. actual Apple box. And so we came. He came over to do the mega episode. And he's like, I got you guys something for Christmas. And he's like, I got you an Apple box. And it was like, oh. Mm-hmm. A film gift. No one has ever done that before. And it may seem silly, right? Where you're like, I'm not going to get somebody a bunch of gaffer tape. You need gaffer tape. Yeah. Like that's, that's exciting for people like us. (laughs) Like that's an exciting gift. You may think that that's not. I use it for like non-film related We use it for everything. So, um, and it had all kinds of colors and it was, he just bought a whole, it was just, it was really cool. So shout out to Colin for being the first person to give us like a film related Mm -hmm. Like direct film related gift on set. Yeah. It was exciting. We love you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us, for sticking through 2019. Yep. See you next year. Oh, God. Bye. Bye.